This episode may contain disturbing elements. Listeners, discretion is advised. Africana. Africana. This is AMBC Africana. The African Voices. I was born in one of the most beautiful towns in the world and it's called Goma. It's in the North Kivu of the Democratic Republic of Congo. My family left Congo in 2002, just after the volcanic eruption in Goma. It's, it's been a long time since I've not been back home. I miss living there. What I can tell you about the Congo is that Congo is a country in the heart of Africa. It's bordered by nine African countries. It's the only African country with non-bordering nations. Right around the Congo, you have Central African Republic, South Sudan, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, Tanzania, Zambia, Angola, Congo Brazzaville. Congo is the size of Western Europe. It's actually the second largest African country by size, right after Algeria. Most Congolese tend to be Christians. That's the majority religion. We also have some Muslims and others. Most spoken language is French, as we used to be a former Belgium colony, so the education and the administration is all in French. We have so many dialects, over 400 dialects, and five main languages. So we have French, Lingala, Swahili, Chiluba, and Kikongo. And Lingala is one of the most popular ones because it is the one used in most of the popular music and most of the television comedy. The country has 81 million people. It's the fourth largest African country by population. Half of the population are young people under the age of 18. So we're talking about 30 to 40 million young people. It has the second largest rainforest in the world, meaning that it is so vital to climate change. It has virtually all mineral resources you can think of. Gold, diamond, copper, zinc, cobalt, coltan, tin, I mean, manganese, uranium. I mean, the uranium that was used for Hiroshima and Nagasaki came from the Congo. 
And in all the resources I can talk about the Congo, the most important resource is the Congolese people. Congolese people are so good, they're so generous. Our culture is so rich. We have 200 tribes and such a massive amount of cultural diversity. And those tribes uh, all have, you know, various colorful outfits, different sort of vibrating music. And, you know, Congolese rumba is well known throughout Africa and the world. The music especially, like music is filled. And I think with everything that goes on in Congo, the music has kept people sane because we don't have therapists, you know. <laughs> we hardly have therapists that you can go to, like counselors you can go to, to speak about trauma and things like that. So people dance, you know, we, we just, we dance. <laughs> Congo is um, it's a beautiful country. It's a land which is very warm and welcoming and its people are vibrant. But at the same time, it's also a land of, of many contradictions. You know, how can a country at the same time being one of the richest in the world and one of the poorest? There's lots of things that come to mind when you think about Congo. UN report published this Friday says that killings, rapes, and other forms of violence targeting the Hema community in the Democratic Republic. There is actually so much to say about the genocide in Congo. Since December 2017, attacks against the Hema One thing that I want to highlight that what's happening now isn't a current situation. This is something that has been happening for years, for many, many years. So currently, for the last 20 years or so, Congolese have been killed to be able to gain access to the mineral resources of the Congo. And this killing is done in a planned and systematic way, where we have rebel groups coming into villages, killing the men, raping women, and kidnapping the children to make them work in mines because they can get into the smallest holes. All of this is done systematically to be able to get cheap labor. And that cheap labor is enabling them to be able to exploit Colton. They, they will sell to multinational through Rwanda and that will be flooded to the east, to the far east, and then transform into the vice that we will buy here in the west. Children mining. The Democratic Republic of Congo is rich in minerals, but most are poor here and the young are working everywhere. Ago, first uncovered that children were mining the mineral cobalt in the Democratic Republic of Congo, or DRC as it's known. Congo has the essential minerals used for the fabrication of electronic devices. Coltan and cobalt. Congo holds about 64% of the world reserve of coltan. It's in your smartphone. It's an essential component of batteries in electric cars. Cobalt has become a coveted metal. Most of it, about 60%, comes from just one country, the Democratic Republic. You know, a few years back, I know the reports were 80% reserves of coltan are in Congo. Now they're saying it's 60%. Extremely hazardous. 
basically what Colton does is it cools the battery. The mobile phone without Colton, basically, they will explode. You know, sometimes like when you have the old phones, like you've had them for so long and they feel hot and you feel like, okay, I need to turn this off for a bit, then use it again. So what would have happened if they were not made out of Colton? They would have exploded. You cannot have a Tesla vehicle without Congo's Cobalt. Congo is the number one producer of cobalt in the world. Cobalt is one of the world's most coveted resources. Its value has nearly tripled over the past year. But who is benefiting from these rising prices? So what happens is if you have a land where there are people and there's Colton in that land, what's going to happen is companies will sponsor armed troops to start senseless wars and killings. People will be so scared, they can't live there anymore, they move. When they move, they go in refugee camps in places like Tanzania or Kenya. So when they've left, that land is left there for free. Companies will then move in and start digging. They start now extracting the minerals and they take it all. So that is the current way in which the, the cycle is perpetrated. We go from one village to another and repeating the cycle over and over again. The situation in the Congo is called on the human conscience. Since 1996, over 6 million Congolese have lost their lives in this conflict uh, that is waged on the back of the Congolese to get access to resources essential to the development of modern-day technology. Your cell phone, your laptop, your DVD player, your VCR. This is modern-day genocide. If you look back in our history, under King Leopold of Belgium, about 200 years ago, Congo wasn't actually a colony when it started. It was the private property of King Leopold. From 1885 to 1908, about 10 to 15 million people died in the Congo. That was right after the so-called Berlin Conference. European nations sat down in Berlin, including the United States, to carve up the African continent. And in the so-called conference, they decided to give Congo to a guy named Leopold II. He was the king of Belgium. They gave him this land because at the time, they wanted to get control of rubber and ivory, uh, the task of elephants. Europeans sat down in Berlin carved up the continent, took land on the African continent as the colonies, as nations. So Germany as a country had control of the land. Great Britain had control of the land. France had control of the land. But Congo was given to an individual. So Congo belonged to someone, not a country, and he controlled that land as his personal property. It's like you going today, buying land somewhere and saying that the people on that land belong to you. That's what happened to Congolese in 1885. So from 1885 to 1908, Congolese were under King Lopo's rule and he sent his mercenaries who massacred Congolese, who subjugated them to slavery. And this was done by forcing the men to work and collect quotas of robbers. They were asked to extract rubber 
If they didn't extract rubber per the quarter they asked them, either they chopped off their hands or they killed them or imprisoned their family members, treated them as slaves on their own land. There's actually a famous picture of a Congolese father staring at the decapitated hand of his daughter because he was not able to meet the quarter of rubber that he was supposed to collect. That was the sort of mode of exploitation that was used to be able to extract the welfare of Congo. And that has led to the first genocide, so to speak, on Congo. 10 to 15 million Congolese died. It's estimated that half of the population at the time passed away. People did mobilize and they were able to stop King Leopold, but Congo was not given back to the Congolese, was given to the Belgians. And the Belgians controlled the Congo from 1908 to 1961, we gained independence. On June 30, 1960, King Baudouin of Belgium journeyed to Leopoldville to proclaim the independence of the Belgian Congo. Guests from 80 nations heard the youthful ruler's liberating words. President-to-be Joseph Kazabubu, a leader in the independence movement, and ill-starred Patrice Lumumba, the most violent agitator for the colony's freedom, were the heroes of the occasion. The people celebrated the birth of a new nation, their Republic of the Congo. But their joy was short-lived. Ancient tribal enmities erupted in the jungles and spread to the cities. And now we're going to the second one. And the same method is applied, but in a different way, where now is no longer the colonial authority, but it is multinational using proxy agents in the form of rebel groups to kill, decapitate or exploit the people and inflict terror just to be able to maximize their profits on those resources. First, during the Portuguese era, they came in the 1400 to take our brothers and sisters and turning them into slaves and ship them to the Americas, North and South America. Now, this is why in the United States, one of the five African-Americans has roots in the Congo Kingdom. Then in 1885, Congo is given to King Leopold. 10 to 15 million people die. As of today now, over 6 million people have died. And all these examples has always been around resources. Human resources in the 1400, uh, rubber, in the late 1800, because the rubbers were needed for the tires of the cars and the tires of the bicycle during the boom of the car industries. And now the resource of the Congo is needed for your cell phone, a laptop and DVD players. So this atrocity is happening in silence. We have modern day genocide and the world is still watching.
next and Congo is bleeding. My uh, personal experience with war is actually, it's, it's a trauma that I went through and I don't think I've actually been able to acknowledge it. In 2005, UN forces discovered a few mass graves in the Congo. The reason we use the term genocide to describe what is going on in the Congo is according to the UN, there are about five criteria that you need to meet. African. Africana. This is AMBC Africana. The African Voices.